All right. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Talk the Now podcast. And we have Jared with us again. And today we're going to talk about the World Series and the Braves. They finally won another one after a long, long stretch. Jared, how are you? I'm great, Gene. I'm fantastic. I just uh, want everybody to know this is going to be uh, completely neutral, obviously, as you can, <laughs> if you're watching on the video, as you can tell. Yeah, by I agree. The way we're dressed. With my uh, tomahawk uh, and my... Uh, just the facts here. No. <laughs> just the facts. This is a celebration podcast. Why not, you know? There uh, we go. <laughs> I, uh, I thought we'd kind of dig in just a little bit, you know, for little segment and kind of do a uh, a recap uh, we were planning to do a beginner sort of preview of the world series and kind of take you know see what we could take on it as far as which how the teams would do you know which one would do better which one would do worse you know and all that good stuff we didn't get around to it because of things like family but um yeah <laughs> if we were single again that might have happened but anyway um <laughs> We did want to come back and do it. Next time we get on, though, maybe we'll go a little bit more talk about it. But because uh, we do need to do another, we'll do another podcast, if not next week, whenever you're available. And we'll do a um, kind of recap more of the football seasons that are going on with the NFL and um, mm. college football. But we can recap baseball today and we're going to recap the Braves. And there we go. they, um, I, as I recall, when we first um, talked about it, they were about to play Milwaukee, and yep. I think that you said they could face a lot of danger with Milwaukee's pitching. So how did that – obviously, it turned out in the Braves' favor, but um, how did it pan out to you? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't shocked that the Braves won that series. Mm -hmm. um, I don't – but Milwaukee's pitching was really good. I mean, the Braves scored uh, one, three, three, and five runs – uh in the four games so that's uh my math is right that's 12 runs in four games that's only three runs only three runs a game so uh you know i think milwaukee was the best pitching staff that the braves faced and they managed to they managed to get through that series because uh the braves pitching was better or milwaukee's offense was worse however you want to uh however you want to think of it but i mean milwaukee was pretty uh i mean their lineup kind of went down sort of without a fight in the, for the <laughs> most part, especially in those, uh, those middle two games, uh, they put a couple, they, but I mean, even then they only scored in two out of the nine innings and in, in game four, I think they scored two runs in two innings, like two, they had two different two run innings. That's how they got their four runs. So, yeah. Uh, so those last, and they only scored in one inning. They only, they scored both of their runs in game one and with two to one Milwaukee win, they scored in one inning. So they only scored, they literally only scored in three innings out of mm, the 36 yeah. in that series. So, so they, uh, their problem was running out of gas more than anything, I guess. Yeah, it seemed like it. They also had uh, their second best reliever, their closer, Josh Hader, that Freddie hit the winning home run off of in the uh, bottom of the eighth in game four, might be the best reliever in baseball. Mm. Their setup man, Devin Williams, who normally pitches the eighth inning, is probably one of the best two or three non-closers as far as relievers in baseball. And he got injured. It might've been even after we talked, because it was in the last few days of the regular season. Uh, he injured himself. Uh, I think he, I believe he punched a wall with, with his pitching hand, always a smart move. And uh, yeah, so they were down him and the Braves did score a little bit off their middle relief. 
because um, the starter, the Milwaukee starters, did not give up much, uh, as kind of we expected, because they're right. they, like I said, they were the best rotation the Braves faced out of the three. But yeah, so that that round was really all about the pitching, and the Braves uh, just had a little bit more offense, uh, just enough to to get through that one. What's the old saying where people say that? Um... In, in football, good defense wins championships. I think I've heard that right. Offense times. wins games, defense yeah. wins championships. Yeah. And but in baseball, to me, yes, pitching does win, but at some point, you do have to have some semblance of offense. <laughs> yeah, well, we and Braves fans know that since uh, one of the best rotations of all time won you know one championship and when they were together for eight years or nine years or whatever, uh, with Maddox Clavin and Smoltz, and they only won one so. Yeah, uh, the Milwaukee found that out. Uh, they found that out the hard way for sure. That was a, um, I you know I can barely remember that. I mean that was such a, it happened so fast, you know. And you watch those games, and I know that uh, they love doing the primetime games. It's, it's almost like a flashback because you're tired. Like by the seventh inning, you're just I'm thinking I'm ready to go to sleep, and then yeah, <laughs> they, you can barely remember what you even saw two weeks later, but. The Milwaukee game, I do remember watching it, thinking at times that, um, you know, th- this could go another way if the Braves aren't careful. They, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it, it could definitely go downhill for them really fast. And I thought, it, you know, just a typical Braves fan, you know, yeah, this could possibly go downhill really fast for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the past, you know, it would be like – and I don't – I love Chipper Jones and, you know, it was – you know, you'd be watching those games back in the 90s and, you know, Chip or whoever, you know, swinging a miss, and you're like, oh, that was the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it wasn't that – it wasn't the case this time. No. And they moved no. on to – so what do you think of um, – well, let's just um, try to give an unbiased opinion of um, Houston. What did you think of Houston's performance and um, how they – what would – I don't know if they could have done anything different, but what do you think – I mean, I think I thought overall they gave a pretty good effort and they gave the Braves a run for their money, personally. At least yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the Astros had uh, – which the Braves ended up kind of being in the same position after uh, Charlotte Morton got hurt in the second inning of the first game, but mm-hmm. the Astros were down their number one starter, Lance McCullers, got injured in the ALCS – uh so you know they were kind of shorthanded in the in the rotation um and i mean the astros kind of what the astros strength was supposed to be their offense uh they had definitely the best offense in the american league and then it was between them and the dodgers uh probably for the best lineup in baseball period um and, you know, their, their pitching probably overachieved, uh, to be honest, especially with McCullers hurt. I mean, the Braves really – the Braves really only had two games, games one and game – game one and game six, really the only games that the offense – the only games they scored more than five runs. And then game five, they scored the five runs. Four of them were in the first inning on the grand slam by Duvall. Oh, that's uh, great. So uh, – you know, those middle three games, the Braves scored two, two, and three runs. So, I mean, the Astros, you'd probably say the Astros pitching overachieved, but their offense uh, just failed at the wrong time. And the Braves pitching had something to do with that, obviously. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, Freed and Anderson, Freed 
didn't pitch well in game two. That was the one game that the Ast- the game one of the two games that the Astros were able to score some runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ian Anderson didn't give up a hit when he pitched, and then uh, the bullpen, uh, the bullpen in games one and game three. Uh, really shut him down and then freed came out in game six and, and uh, you know, only, and got the six shutout innings. So, uh, I mean, the race pitching had something to do with it, especially uh, uh, Brian Snicker did a great job of shortening the bullpen and just really in, in any type of relatively close game, you know, he just stuck with those top four relievers. He just got, just get to those guys. Even if it meant one of them had a couple of them had to pitch multiple innings or four, get four or five outs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minter, Jackson, Matzik, Smith, uh, and those were the only guys he was going to use if the game was close. And you know, that, that strategy paid off. Not to go backwards, but Matzik, when he had those um, those shutout innings, and he just um, you know he was able to get the Braves out without any without the uh, was that during Milwaukee the Milwaukee? Um, no, it's uh, are you thinking the game going, six against the Dodgers? Was that the Dodgers one? Had, yeah, to me that were, was one. Of, yeah. yeah. That was one of the turning points to me for the Braves to become the championship team that they would become. Yeah. That was definitely a very non-Atlanta thing to happen because <laughs> the Braves are up 4-1. Luke Jackson, who arguably regular season was the Braves' best reliever, he had the lowest ERA in the bullpen, mm. comes out after he had given up the uh, three-run homer to tie the game in game three when the Braves were trying to go up 3 nothing. Yeah. Comes out in game six. Uh and the first three batters he faced, a single walk, RBI, double, and all of a sudden it's four to two, and there's no outs in second and third. Mm. And uh, Snicker, to his credit, didn't mess around, went and got Matzik. And then, uh, yeah, Matzik struck out, you know, three guys in a row mm-hmm. on like 11 pitches, I think it was. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, it was kind of a ridiculous yeah. uh, performance. And uh, that was definitely that. I mean, that definitely was kind of the first time it felt like maybe something different was happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, mean, not not to ignore Eddie Rosario, because obviously he was the, yes, the catalyst of getting them to the show. For sure. (laughs) I mean, he had the, he had the, I think he tied the record for most hits in a playoff series. He set the Braves record for sure. I think he had 14 or 15 hits in that series and it wasn't even a seven game series. So yeah, I mean Rosario obviously was offensively was the catalyst, uh, yeah. and then I mean if there was a if there was a if there was a uh, playoff Cy Young, uh-huh. uh, you know Matzik even as a middle reliever would probably be one of the top candidates for that because uh, he was he was great. But yeah, Rosario had hit the home run earlier in Game Six, and uh-huh. uh, which was a was also a, a seminal moment uh, in that series for sure. One of the to me, it's fascinating the playoffs and especially the World Series, how it brings out unlikely characters. Something mm-hmm. I've always said and, and said before this one was that you know, <laughs> like kind of I always like the um Mark Olympic example of how he was, yep. you know, he was Ty Cobb when it came to the uh the postseason in baseball, you know. But I mean, normal season, he was just your average, you know, whatever, whatever he played shortstop, second yeah. base. And but when it came to like, yeah, and you looked at Rosario and then, um, you know. Uh, Jorge, my gosh, yep. it was like they were tag teaming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, we didn't expect Jorge. I mean, we knew he was coming back, and then when he came back, it was like, you know, wait, wow. I mean, is this Hank Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the way Rosario played, not 
you know, he's a good player. Uh, he's had some pretty solid seasons in Minnesota, mm-hmm. but then, you know, the Braves trade for him at the trade deadline when he's on the, on the injured list, he doesn't play for the first four weeks that he's in the Braves organization. He's, you know, rehabbing plays really well in September. And then, you know, and then in the playoff, especially the NLCS specifically, just, yeah, just on fire. I mean, he looked like the best, like the best hitter in baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, for and then even the first couple games of the World Series, he had a couple. He, I know he had. I think he had a, had two hits in game one of the World Series, and before he kind of cooled down, and and uh, Solaire sort of uh, took up the mantle uh, the rest of that series, as as you mentioned. But yeah, you yeah. never. I mean, you really never. And that, and you need that, you know, to win. You, you know, your your star players. Although I mean, Freddie was kind of Mister Consistent. I think he hit. I think he hit two ninety or three hundred for the playoffs. He never. Mm-hmm. He never had did anything like Rosario did for a series, but but uh, you know he was always pretty solid. But then, I mean, Ozzy Albies was pretty awful, pretty much the whole playoffs. <laughs> you know, was not that good, and he had two hits in Game Six mm-hmm. of the World Series, and before he had only had you know a handful of hits prior to that. And um, uh, Duvall, besides the Grand Slam in Game Five of the World Series, also. Yeah, you know, was not that very good. So you you know you need guys to step up because uh, you know people are going to be in a slide. Any given time during baseball season, a couple of guys are going to be slumping, uh, and so mm-hmm. in the playoffs, when that happens, you know you need a couple guys to step up. And the Braves that happened for the Braves in it, and it didn't really happen for the Astros. You know, the Astros, a couple of their best hitters, uh, Jordan Alvarez specifically, who won I believe won the batting title in the American League, and then had uh two hits in the world series i mean hmm. it happens sometimes that happens if nobody steps up then... yeah you know and i've always wondered i mean having never played baseball like they have their level because baseball is a marathon right and the season's a marathon and when you get to the end and you're playing in the playoffs in the world series suddenly you're asked to be a sprinter for lack of a better analogy mm. you know and so i imagine just the you know, the way that they go about the game has to change in their whole mindset. You know what I mean? Whereas like yeah, with football, I've, you know, you've got Sunday, you know where Sunday is and it's coming around and you know how to prepare for it, you know, and then you get to the playoffs for football or whatever. I don't know. That's just something I've thought about. Yeah. I mean, and I think it even when, just when you think about the fact that the break, the baseball season's so long, mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the year, uh, these guys are these guys are tired probably i mean you got guys especially uh i mean the younger pitchers for the braves not charlie necessarily but i mean freed and anderson mm-hmm. uh those guys have i think they i mean they both set you know career highs and in innings pitched if you include the playoffs so you know you never know when you get to that point mm-hmm. if a guy's still got anything left in the tank and obviously uh they both did uh thankfully yeah. but the, you know the the astros young pitchers uh uh luis garcia who pitched for them uh in, in game six mm-hmm. uh you know he pitched game uh, yeah he pitched game three he pitched well but then game six uh you know he just didn't have you know he just he didn't have it uh so you know you, you just you don't know you don't know until it happens until you get yeah. the guys out there. And but then it's, you know, it's just, it, to, and then to some degree, there's a lot of luck involved in, in it as well. When you're talking about baseball, 
you play a 162 game season and then you play, like you said, like a sprint in the playoffs, it, mm-hmm. it is kind of a different game. Well, uh, yeah. now that I think there's about a lot it, of luck involved in that when you say that, because like, think about, um, you know, Jorge and, um, Eddie, they were ready for a sprint because like you said, they had time off and then they came back. So in some ways they were, they didn't deal with the grueling of the whole six month season that, you know, everybody else on the team had to do like Ozzy Albies, you know, that's true. I mean, Ozzy played, I think 161 games or 160 games, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, Rosario had the IL stint and then Solaire had the week or so off right before the world series started when he, uh, or well, yeah, really the, the last game of the NLDS and the first four games of the NLCS he missed because he had, you know, tested COVID positive. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, you never know when those, those little, uh, maybe that little vacation, if you will, kind of gave him a little, uh, an extra pep in his step for the, the last few games there. Are, are both of those guys case. free agents? Yeah. So everybody, all four of the guys, the Braves traded for all four of the outfielders that the Braves Traded for in July, Peterson, Rosario, Duvall, Solaire, uh, all free agents. They're all uh, – mm-hmm. uh, Duvall had an option. He had a, a player option, but he decided not to take it. Uh, he, you know, So he's going to try to get whatever his option was for, two and a half or three million, he's going to try to get more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, well, Duvall technically, uh, to go, a, you know, very inside baseball – Duvall's the Braves can the Braves don't have to let Duvall hit free agency they can offer him arbitration uh and he would have to sign with them if, mm-hmm. you know at whatever the arbitrator uh whatever the arbitrator gives you know gives as the price if that's what the Braves decide to do uh so Duvall's not technically a free agent uh mm. but I don't know if the Braves are gonna are gonna go through arbitration with him or not uh, they see, had that option okay. last year to yeah. go through arbitration with him and they decided not to and then he signed with the Marlins and then all of a sudden they, you know, the Braves are looking for help in, in July and they traded right back for him. So I'm hoping maybe they don't uh, make that mistake again of assuming that they've got enough depth. I, I think, I think yeah. Duvall would be, I think I'd be fine with them. I was about to you ask know, pay, if you paying the extra few million. I was about to ask if you think they'll resign any of those four seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance that they, I think there's a good chance that they offer Duval arbitration, mm-hmm. bring him back. And then it looks like we're going to go to, it looks like that, uh, you know, as to the chagrin of, of the, all the diehards out there are probably going to go to DH in the NL. Yeah. Uh, next year. I keep hearing that. And uh, that's probably going to happen. And I mean, uh, Jorge Soler, not the greatest defensive player uh but he'd be a he'd be a great dh so mm. i think uh i those two guys i could see rosario is going to be a little expensive we'll see you know the braves are going to have to throw a bunch of money at freddie this off season mm. uh so i'm not sure i'm not sure if uh rosario will be in the cards but i think there's a good chance solaire and duvall are back uh next yeah. year i mean freddie speaking of freddie um I will say this: I the thing that I appreciated about him in the World Series, which he was on the CMA Awards last night. By the way, I didn't know. Yeah, that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I uh, turned that on the last like twenty minutes, and then because uh-huh. uh, my wife said that that he was going to give out one of the awards, so uh-huh. sure enough, there he was. 
um, I, he, I thought that um, unlike a lot of star players, he came through when he was supposed supposed to, you know, in the World Series, like the big man, the well-paid man. You know, you think about NFL players like um, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, you know, guys that are these huge contracts or whatever, you know, the fans will say, you know, we're paying you whatever, 20 million, blah, blah, blah. So that you'll you'll come through in the big moments, and I'd say Freddie did sufficiently in the World Series mm-hmm. with his hits and you know the performance he had. So I'd say he definitely deserves the paycheck. Yeah, I mean, and he had been he had struggled a lot the last couple of years in the playoffs. Not last year, uh, mm-hmm. but the first two years of this run, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, Freddie was bad in the playoffs, to be honest. But uh, he played a lot better last year, and then this year, like I said, he was kind of steady steady freddy if you will where you you had you know in the first series you had jock peterson who hit a couple home runs and then in the second series it was rosario in the world series it was solaire but freddy was just kind of always uh you know just always kind of himself uh not he he didn't have any one blazing series or anything but he he hit he hit consistently well right in the middle of the lineup there well near the top of the lineup where he bats second and third usually uh, yeah, watching the Braves and their lineups is just so <clears> – it's so different than what I grew up with, you know, <laughs> with your – you know, you have your leadoff man, second second guy. You always knew what kind of hitter the leadoff guy was, you mm-hmm. know. It was, your, it was your Brett Butler type hitter or what even an Ozzy Albies. Um, right. Your second guy was, you know, it was your pepper guy basically a lot of times. You know, the, next, yeah. the guy that's just going to move the guy over. Then your third baseman comes up as a Chipper Jones type hitter, you know. But nowadays, yep. it's just like <laughs> suddenly the, uh, you know, the number four hitters in the eighth slot. Yeah, for so, whatever the, reason. you know, the, the, anal- the, the analytics, they, you know, they've kind of most teams have kind of settled on your top hitters. The guys who are further up in the lineup, they get the most at bats throughout the season. Right. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't you have your best players, you know, have the most at bats kind of, you know, that's kind of the thinking behind it. So, you know, that's why Ronald Acuna hits lead off Freddie hits a lot of times second, third at the lowest. Um, and then Albies is usually in the other spot, you know, either second or third. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are, you know, those are pretty much the Braves. I guess Austin Riley this year. Yeah. Uh, and Austin was hitting four. So those are your top four hitters. Uh, those are your four best hitters. They hit the top four spots in the lineup. Uh, you know, that's just kind of the, that's, that's kind of what they're, uh, that's kind of what the, like I said, what the analytics mm-hmm. kind of tell them, tell them to do what the number of crunchers have come up with. Uh, and it, you know, it served the Braves pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah. Austin Riley to me was probably the most pleasant surprise of the year, I guess, in a lot of ways. For sure. I mean, I'd never, nobody, I, I mean, it, I would have been shocked if you told me Austin Riley would ever had a season where he hits over 300. Uh, I like him, but mm-hmm. to me, he was always kind of like a 250, 260 guy that might hit 30 or 40 home runs, sort of your typical, you know, like you were talking about like an 80s uh cleanup hitter yeah guy that with that kind of profile but uh i mean and he hit 30 i think he hit 33 home runs this year but he hit 301 or 302 wow uh i mean you know like i said th- probably 30 points higher than i ever would have expected him to to hit in a full season so mm-hmm. if he can keep that up that's uh that's huge for the next few years yeah that's a rare thing right. kind of it's almost barry bonds like isn't it in some ways yeah i mean you know, he doesn't have the obviously. I mean, Barry is another level, but <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, like a like a like a kind of a you know late later career. You know, kind of well, can, yeah. I mean, you know, Chipper had some years, 
I mean, Austin had a year that would, you know, would have rivaled some of Chipper's, not his best three or four years, but, you know, some of his kind of second mm-hmm. tier years for sure. Uh, was, and, you know, he's only whatever, 24 years old or. Yeah. So. A couple of people, I forget who the, um, a couple of the commentators, they were re- comparing him to somebody. And I can't remember who it was. They kept comparing him to. I know the Braves, the Braves announcing team compares him to Troy Gloss a lot, which is, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's mostly a build thing. And Gloss had a few good years. He kind of, he, he, uh, he kind of got, he kind of got old quick, kind of got late early for him. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, there's a, there's been a few guys, you know, kind of big burly third baseman type guys like that mm-hmm. over the years, I guess that, that you could probably compare them to. But like I said, I, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of those guys you wouldn't necessarily expect to hit over 300, but yeah. Did, uh, did uh, one person I thought it was Jim Tomey, but he never had high average numbers, did he? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of more of the guy that I maybe would have expected Austin ceiling to be. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and Jim Tomey, I mean, he's a hall of famer. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's what true. are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> he, he hit, I mean, yeah, his batting averages were usually more in the mid twos, but he also, you know, had, yeah. I think he had some 50 homer seasons and, and a lot of 35, 40 homer seasons. <laughs> I think he hit 600 home runs. So. Yeah, sure, right. we'll take it. Yeah, you'll if, t- Austin, <laughs> if Austin wants to drop his batting average 40 points but start hitting 45 homers a year, yeah, probably be okay with that as well. But, right. Jim uh, Tomey. But, yeah, the, as far as build, I mean, Tommy's left-handed, but, that I mean, that's a similar build for sure. Right. Uh, Austin's pretty pretty nimble for his size, though, at third base. That, that's another thing that was kind of surprising. And I think really up until the World Series, the, the Braves infield defense made a few errors in the World Series kind of mm-hmm. – kind of unexpectedly but the defense especially in the the national league playoffs was yeah i think was a big key too because they really they i don't know if they made more than one or two errors in those first uh 10 games those 10 games in the the division series in the nlcs Mm -hmm. uh so that was that was big as well and really all season the infield defense was big but what about uh, acuna yeah well i i I think is he just i think no, I mean, he'll be back. I yeah. think he's going to be back next year. Uh, I sure hope. I mean, obviously, he's going to be back at some point. Hopefully, yeah. it's a, early in the year. I mean, you know, I kind of, to me, it's the fact that they won without him, obviously, pretty surprising. But I think that just means they got to win one with him now. Just, you know, might as well, you know, let, 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 uh, Ron, let Ronnie get in on the action in the next couple of years. Cause, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's something, you know, you never know a butterfly, you know, flaps its wings and, you know, there's a hurricane on the other side of the world or whatever. Who knows what would happen if Acuna had stayed healthy. They wouldn't have traded for all four of those guys. They would have traded for a couple of them. They would have had to, uh, at least two of those four trades, they still probably would have made, Yeah. you know, so who knows? I mean, if you know, it's still, it might've still worked out or, you know, maybe it wouldn't have, but I don't think it's any, I don't, I really don't think it's any kind of, uh, I guess negative toward Ronald that they won the championship without him. I think it's just kind of, you know, there was some dumb luck involved in how hot those guys got, but I mean, obviously Ronald Acuna can get as hot as anybody. So who's to say he wouldn't have done the same thing. Yeah. It's, I mean, who knows, you know, I mean, they may not win another one for 25 years and we'll be like, you know, <laughs> it's happened before, I guess. Uh, there's what about, precedent uh, for that. Uh, does Ortiz play into this or is he done? I mean, do you think he's coming back? Um, um, 
because he was um oh you're talking about uh ozuna ozuna excuse me i don't know why i called him yes yeah, no yeah uh it's it's kind of depends uh he'll probably get um there will be a suspension involved uh with he technically was not has not been suspended yet the Rays just never brought him back off the mm-hmm. restricted list as they call it when 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 he had his legal issues right uh domestic violence is typically i think at least a half season suspension uh from major league baseball so I would say at, at minimum he's going to get 80 games uh, at the beginning of next year uh, mm. suspension, and then, I mean it just kind of depends on what happens uh, as far. I mean I think he ended up pleading down to misdemeanor stuff, so Major League Baseball will do their own investigation. You know, to me, you know, I, I from what I read, you know, obviously there's nothing nothing good about the situation, but. Right. There's definitely some mutual issues between he and his wife, you know, that he's not, he's not the lone responsible party uh, in that relationship from what I can hear, from what I can tell. So, you know, there, there's something to be said for that, to that, for me. Uh, so I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them letting him come back, but obviously I'm not opposed to some kind of suspension for him either. Cause you know, you have to, right. you gotta, you gotta, locked down on that stuff so we'll see yeah, yeah. uh he'll it'll be either a half season or a full season suspension and then you know it'll it'll be you know whether his teammate probably partially they'll probably ask his teammates what they think about playing with him if they you know if they think he's rehabilitated to the point that that they were willing to play with him and then uh it'll and then obviously if anybody else would maybe be willing sometimes it's it's good that guys get a second chance, but sometimes that second chance has to be somewhere else. So, you know, if maybe mm-hmm. if someone else is willing to take that, the Braves can kind of do a salary swap. Uh, maybe somebody else that's kind of on the outs with another team and kind of switch them out. Uh, I was, but it, yeah. it could happen. It could happen. Well, I was just thinking about him. <clears throat> with I mean, like you were talking about earlier, they're so heavy on those heavy hitters, you know, like Jock Peterson. And it's like, are they – I mean – is, Do- is Jock Peterson basically having the um, – who was the guy a couple of years ago the Braves had, the uh, Donaldson? And, uh, oh, yeah. He, he didn't come back the next year. Is, I mean, is Jock just basically a short-lived uh, player for the Braves, you know? Those are some, yeah, some, I mean, some of the yeah. I mean, like I said, those – Jock uh, – I think Jock probably wants to play full-time, but I don't really see that as his role on a, on a mm-hmm. championship-level team. Uh like the Braves hopefully have for the next few years still. So uh, I would be surprised uh, for Jock to come back uh, at a, probably out of those four, the four guys they traded for in July, he'd be the one I'd be the most surprised uh, mm. if he came back. Um, just because yeah. I just, I don't know that there's a role, uh, a role for him yeah. uh, on the team as a full-time player. Uh, yeah. That's interesting because I mean, there was the whole hype and the, the Jocktober thing that they had yeah. And, yeah, and all that. And I mean, it's kind of like the, the, you know, the, um, what's the word, the 10th man in a lot of ways It's it's sort of like you got that one guy that's sort of like the excitement, you know, not mascot of the, of the actual players on the team, you know, the, the guy, the rah, rah guy, if you will, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and he kind of came across as that way to me in a lot of ways. And you wonder sometimes how much that played to the chemistry of the buildup of them being able to, to, 
you know, pull things yeah. off, so to speak. Oh, I, I mean, I, it seems, I mean, I think some of the Braves players even said that, that he, he really kind of lightened the mood. Mm. Uh, he's, you know, he's kind of a goofy guy. <laughs> uh, seems to have, seems to have uh, kind of set a good tone in the clubhouse. So there's something to be said for that, I yeah. think. Uh, no, no. I don't and see then, goofy then, guys he, <laughs> Yeah, right. <clears throat> and then he did, and you know, he did have, especially the first, the first series, and then I think, and then he had one big home run in the Dodgers series as well. Mm -hmm. uh, World Series, I think he was like, he only had one hit in the World Series. I think kind of fell off a little bit, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, all really all four of those guys. Uh, played huge roles. Duvall more so in the regular season. Uh, he was probably the best of those four guys in the regular season. Mm. Uh, but then in the playoffs, the other three guys each had you know had their moments. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, other than that, um, before we wrap it up, um, it, it was just looking at the games themselves, the series scores here, and um, just looking back on it, I think that. Um, that game two where Max Fried lost, and it was just a horrible game for him. And just a little bit of analysis of that. You know, that, that was sort of like the low point. We're like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Another Braves season down the tubes. I, mean, I, I even had – I saw some social media posts of that nature, you know. And then Ian Anderson, his performance, I think, in game three kind of set the stage for what would become – I mean, other than game five when, you know, the Houston just dominated – you know, that sort of, to me, the Ian Anderson performance and then the Max Freed performance on the game six really sort of just kind of was like the cherry on top in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, I think after the, you know, there are some people that thought on, you know, the Astros, you know, they kind of found their offense mm. in game two there. And then, you know, to come back in game three and, uh, you know, Ian Anderson pitches five no-hit innings and then the bullpen pitches four innings and gives up two hits that were both, you know, really cheap singles. Uh, I mean, they came very close to getting a no hitter in that game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that was that game, that game three was definitely like, definitely the turning point as you would ex you know, kind of expect, I guess, in a series that's one-to-one, -one, but mm -hmm. uh, the Ian Anderson's performance and then, you know, the, the two home runs, the back-to-back -back homers by Swanson and Solaire in game four mm -hmm. uh, to give them the lead uh you know and, and those were those were really the only two close games in the series yeah, uh, yeah. and the braves you know the braves pulled them out yeah game uh, four was definitely more of a what you expect from a, a world series game yeah oh yeah i mean that was a great game uh, uh -huh. it really did, was it was probably did, the best did, game of the of the series did you go you didn't go to any of the games did you i was not able to afford that uh to that yeah. <laughs> that one yeah me neither uh yeah i mean uh but you went I to a playoff the, game. the face i uh no i didn't uh i, I wanted i was i wish i wish i had i was actually offered a ticket to to game six of the nlcs but i just couldn't make it work i couldn't make it happen with okay you know with the kids and whatnot uh but my uh one of my younger brothers was there so oh okay uh, there in spirit I for guess. some reason i thought you had made it but no I, did you but you did go to the um the parade how was that i like? went to the parade right uh yeah. that was great that was a lot of fun uh you know it was traffic leaving was terrible but as, <laughs> some, as one would expect for something happening in metro atlanta with however many hundreds of thousands of people were at the two different parade sites but uh, but it was a lot of fun, and I, you know, I, I was I, I wanted to at least do something. I wanted to get out and see the team some some way. So yeah, uh, so it was a it was a good time. 
Were you over at the sure. Truist area? Yeah, I went to the Cobb Parkway okay. uh, route. Oh, so you actually got to see them come by <laughs> at a slower pace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard some of the jokes yeah. about how fast they were going through was, uh, yeah. through the downtown. It was fun to watch on TV. I mean, they definitely did a good, um, you know, coverage and everything of it, other than the uh, the speed parade part. Right. <laughs> it was it was a fun ceremony. I mean, I, I saw a few Facebook friends and whatnot that uh, were actually in the stands watching the whole thing, but that was uh, yeah, it was good. Um, so, all right, Jared, I guess we could wrap it up. I mean, any other final thoughts or praises you got for the Braves? Oh, I mean, you know, just uh, resign Freddie and uh, yeah come back and do it again next year yeah that's all that's all that's all i want that's all well, i want from him. nothing <laughs> nothing too much nothing too extreme yeah well let's uh we'll pick it up again um whenever we get our schedules cleared and next time we'll use we'll go through, uh, we'll go another hour and we'll cover some more about the uh the braves and whatnot and then we'll we'll hit up some football yeah i mean i yeah i'm not it's not my personal preference but looks like there's a good chance there will be another championship in north georgia Oh yeah, in a couple months the way uh the way that college football team up in Athens is playing right now. So boy, nothing uh, guaranteed. No, never. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jared. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. Have a great day.